0: I'm Maren Fader, and this is a Lou Capetta Show.
1: Yo, welcome everybody once again to another episode of The Lou Capetta Show. I'm your host, Lou Capetta. Uh, I have a guest this week, as usual. Um, if you read Bleacher Report, uh, you, you most certainly have read her work. Uh, very, very terrific sports writer for Bleacher Report, and amongst others, uh, Miran Fader. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Uh, no problem. So, you're you're are you writing exclusively for Bleacher Report? I am. Right. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. Because I know, because uh, you uh, you've done stuff for uh, ESPN and Sports Illustrated uh, through your career, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I um, I was at the Orange County Register, and then I freelance for a bunch of places, um, including those two. So happy to be in one place now.
1: <laughs> and uh, and uh, Bleacher Report usually has a uh, has a lot of uh, like guest writers and revolving doors. So I, uh, um not revolving door but uh a lot of writers uh i guess freelance and and that's pretty cool that you're uh just writing there exclusively like, that's that is a big big um that's a big platform it's a, it's a really good platform too i uh how did how did you get there cuz you you're uh you've been writing uh for about 5 years is that did i read that correctly
0: yeah technically like 7 but 5 okay. out of college yeah so I and
1: yeah. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I do that. I, I do that a lot. So. I do
0: uh, that all the time. This is this is what it is like to have a phone interview with me. Every time yeah. I interview somebody, I'm like, oh, sorry, to interrupt you. So it's been a journey, I do, though. I,
1: yeah, I do that in person, just so you know, too. So, so, so don't don't <laughs> uh, yes. All right. So 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 to, talk to me about that because uh that's a uh relatively short time span to end up somewhere so uh, prestigious and, and doing really, really great work as well.
0: Uh, well, thank you for that. Um, yeah, I'm so grateful to be at Bleacher Report. It it has been a journey. Um, I guess the start of it was I was an athlete. I was a basketball player. Um, absolutely loved basketball as my life. I was one of those people that was like, I will die for this. You know, it wasn't just a hobby. Right. It wasn't just a, you know, something I did. It was just like, who I saw myself as and who I wanted to be Um, ended up playing my first year in college at Lewis and Clark college in Oregon um, and then decided to switch gears ended up transferring to Occidental college out here. Um, I've been a writer my whole life, but it wasn't something that was public. It was just something I did on my own, something I I needed to do. Honestly, Um, it was a refuge for me. It was an escape. Mm -hmm. Actually, I have so many, angsty journals for my teenage years of just everything that went wrong with basketball. I would just put it on the page. Um, but then I, (laughs) but then I realized that, you know, this was something that I could use for a career. This is something that could get me back into basketball and get me back into sports. And, um, it was like the perfect thing for me. And so, um, yeah, I started when I was in college freelancing for slam dime, um, SB nation, did a couple internships uh with the clippers with the sparks um abc sports then i was at the oc register for just over 4 years and uh i was freelancing on the side for espn and bleacher and then thankfully bleacher hired me so i lo- i love being here
1: so that's that's for uh so i know all about uh a lot of the angst that goes uh along with uh, high school girls basketball both of my daughters uh it's real played- Played high school
0: basketball
1: <laughs> and they um they both played college ball too. They played at our local community college. My uh my oldest daughter, who's 21, she played two years, and then uh her younger sister played played a year. Uh what wh- what position did you play? I, by the way. I I just want to know. I love I love uh women's basketball, by the way. It's great, right? Daughters. Yeah, they are they're it's aggressive. It it's is, intense. It's intense. Like for as much as it's played like uh, you know, below the rim, and I guess you hear that sometimes from people who uh, maybe can't get into it or at least I have. it's it's so intense. It really is.
0: you know, I was that, so I'm five foot one. So I was that scrappy, prove you wrong you're doubting me. I'm going to die for the ball. Like I got, all, I've, I've injured yeah. everything that you could possibly injure. Um, <laughs> I just yeah. loved it so much. And, um, so yeah, I play point, um, love to shoot. I, I wished I was taller. I was like shooting guard in a point guard body. Um, but yeah. absolutely love the intensity of girls basketball.
1: My, uh, my younger daughter, uh, she was, she's five three and she was a point guard and she was uh, like that of pit bull. My oldest, is uh she's she's just under six feet and she she was a guard too. She she was a shooter. She didn't like to she didn't like to <laughs> to bang down low or rebound. As a as a matter of fact, the one year my uh my little daughter actually averaged more rebounds than my, than my older daughter, which is I would get and I would get mad because I was not that dad, but I'd be like, really <laughs> come on, you're six feet tall. Like, come on.
0: I actually love boxing out. I actually tore my meniscus boxing out because I, nobody would expect me to be there. And then there's that sweet spot right in the middle of the key. And if you just box out a tall person that just exists yep. because they're tall, they're not going to get it. And I ended up tearing my meniscus. But the the hustle counts. Mm.
1: It does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> All right. So that. So that's. So your love of. Uh, so you have a genuine love of sports, and that led you into it's just uh sports writing uh through basketball so I, I i guess basketball is your is your favorite sport
0: it is and it's it's funny because when i first started sports writing i was like okay i only want to write about basketball and then quickly i found out how wrong i was um it's so much more exciting to write about all sports so i'm pretty much the only person at bleacher report that doesn't have like a beat and that's on purpose i love writing about random things and it's, I mean, it started at the OC register on my first day. They were like, you're, you're going to do baseball and then softball and then water polo. And so suddenly all the, I got introduced to all these things and I realized like there's so many universal themes that I could write about that go on with different sports. And I don't, basketball is what got me here, but it's not ultimately the thing that's going to keep me there.
1: So I, I'm going to, I'm going to say, so I got into this, uh, I, I started a little bit later. Um. I I write as well, and actually, what what got me into um into this and rediscovered my love of writing and stuff was I started I wrote for Bleacher Report when they they first started when they basically just let anybody write for them. wow but uh, but I was yeah, I was a uh, Mets featured one of the first featured columnists and stuff like I still know like uh, you no, know, I I. Conversed with, I don't know if Joe Yanarella is still there. Or, yeah. 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 Those, uh, and it was, it was a really, really great platform. Um, and there were, and I, there were some really good writers, uh, too, that went on to do, uh, to do some pretty decent things. Uh, Samantha Bunton uh, is off the top of my head is one of them. Um, but I, I, I'm glad that it it's, it's more professional now because I, I don't know if you read, read any of the stuff from uh, the early days. Some of it was it was awful. It was just it was just it was just <laughs> drac. It was so bad. Right, <laughs> uh, so I'm re- I'm recording right okay. now. Okay. Uh, all right. So so there's there may be a, if you're listening to this, there may be a little hiccup there. Uh, after I was telling my wonderful story about how I used to write uh, for Bleacher Report back in the days where they just allowed anybody to write for them so if you heard the little hiccup there we had a little bit of issue here but we're back so so we're good um mirin you're still there
0: i am still here
1: <laughs> okay perfect okay good all right so uh yes okay so so what one, one, one really cool thing that i i think and this was always um a problem that not not a problem that i had uh with it but w- especially when i was writing it, it did stuff for bleacher report it was a lot of like slideshows and quick media stuff and i i liked and i still do like long long form writing and that's something that uh, you are terrific at that uh, you write a lot of long form pieces uh, i've read they're they're really great and i i find it um you're, you're a relatively uh, young writer uh, in an age where everything is short attention spans, quick, 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 yet you s- you really succeed at, at long-form writing. Is that, or do, do you like doing that? Um, and do you ever worry that maybe there's not as much of an audience for that type of writing anymore as there may have been uh, you know, in, in the past?
0: Well, thanks for saying that. I mean, yes, I do worry about that all the time, but I love long form so much and I'm just glad to be at a place that, you know, appreciates that type of work. Um, you know, we have come a long way. Uh, bleacher is very different than it was, um, when you were writing for it, it, it rebranded and, you know, be our mag, um, it's awesome. It's, uh, our managing editor, Christina Tapper, you know, she, she encourages us to take those deep dives. I mean, she's amazing. Like I love working for her and she just, she encourages that, but definitely, you know, I hear it all the time that, you know, people don't want to read long form and, you know, but I just think that we're dumbing ourselves down. I just think that we're not, um, we're not appreciating our own intelligence. Like we're telling ourselves that mm-hmm. we have short attention spans. And the truth is, is that now more than ever, I feel, we need um, substantial content. We need smart content. We need smart people in these positions writing these stories. Um, when a long form is done correctly, I don't ever think you finish it and say, "Oh, what a waste of time." You know what I mean? And right. there's, yeah. there's so much content yeah. out there that is crappy. And you know why aren't we talking about that? I think that you know there will always be a place for good storytelling. I don't know what that is. It stresses me out all the time. But I'm just I'm just glad to be able to write it because some things just can't be explained in shorter features. You know, when I was at, um, the OC register, it's a newspaper and I'm so thankful for that experience. But the thing that was always hard for me is everything that I wanted to do was always cut. It was like, there's not enough inches. Come on. There's not enough space. And so, you know, (laughs) I used to break my heart in half, um, when I wanted to do a longer feature. So I just think that, you know, we really need to start embracing, um, Smart content, longer content, it has a place, it has a purpose. It's not just words for words, it, it really matters.
1: I I like to think that if it's, first of all, pe- people discover things that they want to read, and then once they do, um, it, if it's written well enough, it's, it's going to be, you know, it, nobody's going to, like you said, nobody's going to care that it was a, uh, a longer piece or it was, uh, you know, so, so many number of words and it wasn't just a, a quick uh, slideshow that you click through or you have to click every other page. So I, I, I think that that's, I think we've gotten away from that. Like it, It's really got to be, like you said, uh, the content. If the content is there, you know, people are going to be drawn in to a point where, they, like you said, they don't, they're not going to care about their time. So, you know, to a certain extent, I mean, it's,
0: yeah, I mean, it just comes down to like, what, what, it just comes down to like, what do you value? You know, like, why, why is it a bad thing that you've invested time in a wonderful story that a writer took so much time and care to make? um, and agonized over every sentence. Um, I think that's a great use of your time. You know, I think, I think it's funny with long form. It's like, we, I always feel like there's like long form writers, it's almost like we have to cure cancer or something to be worthy, you know, versus there's like so much crap on the internet and nobody's like, Oh, what's the purpose of that? That's not doing anything. And, you know, I think people are just allowed to entertain, but a good long form can do so many things. It can entertain. It can, um, it can give you knowledge, it can nourish you, it can make you think about something. My goal with every feature is to just make it interesting. I just want to make it interesting. I just want people to read from the, the top to the to the bottom and learn something they haven't learned before. And if people don't want to take the time to do that, you know, that sucks. But I, I still think that there's something <laughs> to be learned from long form.
1: <laughs> that says that says something something about that's a character flaw on their end. I'll say it. That's <laughs> if, if you gotta just sometimes you just gotta take the time and 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 read. Reading is good.
0: You're cutting in and out. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, I, I was just saying. Sometimes you just gotta take the time to read because, you know, oh yeah, reading is beneficial.
0: Tell the listeners but, uh, <laughs> one more time if they did not hear that reading <laughs> <Yeah>. is beneficial.
1: <laughs> That's right. Reading. Oh. I was going to say reading is fundamental, but I think that that's oh, trademarked do, you or know, copyright. Let's do
0: that too. <laughs> reading is fundamental. Everyone go pick up a book, support your local independent bookstore. I have a rotation of them. I will be going on small business Saturday. You should too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, Quick plug I, there, for the written word. <laughs> that's it. The, shout out to the written word. Uh, we love you here. We and, love uh, you. Well, it, it, it depends because, it, you know, sometimes we love you, but, it, you know, it, it all depends on who's writing the word because there are there are plenty of, there's a lot of stuff out there. And I think that, that that ends up being a problem, too, is that people have to, in right now, not that I want to get into the whole fake news thing or whatever, but people do kind of have to fish through so much um, now just to find stuff worth reading. So that becomes it's cut.
0: You're it, cutting it, it, in and out. I'm so sad. sorry. I don't know what's happening. I can't hear you. Oh my
1: gosh. I don't know what's happening either. I, I, I see it. Um, I see it cutting, uh, cutting in and out, but you can hear me now.
0: Okay. I can hear you now. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> the struggle interview.
1: <laughs> this, 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 this this That's all right though. This is, uh, the, the show good. must go on. We got so, this. We're doing good we got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. All right, so I'm just I'm just going to get to something else I want to ask you before this thing cuts out and then I don't get to know the stuff that I want to know. Um so you what you got to profile uh a pretty um uh you've written a couple of articles uh about them. Uh sorry if I can't think of all of them off the top of my head, but uh a pretty um polarizing basketball family. Uh the balls Yes. So um, that's got to be pretty interesting.
0: <laughs> it was interesting. How the heck did I end up in <laughs> Lithuania?
1: Is <laughs> yeah. an interesting
0: story. Yeah, I was I was a freelancer um, at the time. I was mm-hmm. uh, just left the OC register, and I was freelancing for Bleacher Report. And um, Christina called me, and she was like, "Do you want to do this?" Um, there was no question. That was an opportunity of a lifetime. I honestly will never be able to repay them for that. But yeah, it the story right. that I came to write was not the story I ended up with. I was just going to profile the mellow ball, you know, 16-year-old takes Europe, kind of a fun thing. But it ended up being a really chaotic story. Basically, family um, overtakes the basketball club and turns it around, flips it all up so that they play really bad competition. And then... Uh, the kid isn't being challenged and the family, there's a lot of drama and yeah, there's a, a kid who's kind of the victim of all of it. So very chaotic. I spent more than three weeks there, but it was, it was such an awesome experience.
1: Right. Were you, were you really, um, as somebody who played sports, played at a, at a high level as well, were you surprised at like what goes on when it's somebody who is really maybe shows uh potential to play at the highest level. Uh you know, just the whole young, you know, young kid he he dropped out, he went overseas. Just like you said, uh that they, they were they're playing lesser competition. Uh and just how um oh, man, I don't know the word. Maybe um you know just just how I don't want to say CD because that sounds really bad but you know what I'm saying (laughs) right I know know. know what
0: you're saying I you know what I wasn't um I was surprised that they went to this club at first because I think what you're trying to say is basically they're going to this town in the middle of nowhere this little tiny club and this is not exactly Hollywood Showtime ball family you know but they they basically brought that to this little town and so there were um their reality show was filming every second every single second I mean um, but I I thought they would go to a bigger club that would challenge um, Mello, but they didn't and they wanted him to shine and so you know they basically ran the club like if you I went to practice for three weeks and they didn't run a single sprint in three weeks. Um, as a basketball player, I, I thought that was like unheard of, right? Like I had right, vi- yeah. vi- vivid memories of seventh grade AU throwing up because we did like a million yeah. seventeen after seventeen after seventeen because this girl didn't make it. and um, that was one of the worst days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so vivid. And so I was like, yes. okay, how are we not doing a single suicide? This is nuts. Then I was like, this is not a real team um, And then I realized that, um, you know, the family was really in charge of it. But instead of just saying, well, hey, um, this isn't really a professional squad, you know, a feature, what you always want to do is you want to show the human toll of whatever's happening. So the story is as much about what what happens to this 16 year old kid as it is, whatever's happening with their stats in their league, you always have to show the human side. And so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be like, Hey, I was here. I saw this. This is the human impact. This is how it's affecting this kid, this family and everyone involved.
1: What, um, what did, did you, was it, is it, was it difficult? Is it difficult even not just with uh, the balls? I, I mean, I, I, I'm using them a little bit because of how polarizing they are to the rest of us, but is it difficult at times to, to stay reporting and not veer off accidentally into maybe an opinion piece?
0: I, that's a good question. I don't think so for me because I don't do that type of writing. And I, I, I understand that like, you know, to be a feature writer, it's not about you. And I think that that's something that I really care deeply about. I read a lot of profiles that are like, right. you know, I was in the elevator with Nicki Minaj and we're going to go have salads. And, you know, I don't want to be that. <laughs> <writer."> <laughs> well, that sounds kind of fun, but I don't want to be that writer. Um, I right. want to be the distanced writer who's like, it's not about me. I'm not the show. This is about them, and so I don't. I don't put my voice in there. I don't say something is right or wrong. I just try to show all sides because people are really complex. So in the story, you see that LeVar is not all good and he's not all bad. He's wheeling Tina around in her wheelchair at the same time. He's making this huge dramatic scene that's totally inappropriate during the game. Um, right, Mello right. is very, very you know, cocky, but he's also like very vulnerable. In another story, not to take us on a tangent, um, the story I did on a thirteen-year-old. Um, who committed suicide after having a concussion. Yeah. In, in, no, in no place in that story did I say football is good or football is bad. I like to let my subjects have, you know, have the story like it's about them. It's, and I'm just trying to basically, I'm looking at something and I see it with my eyes and I take so many notes. And now my job is as the writer is to paint a picture for the reader to see it and then they can make up their mind
1: right now that's that is a i'm that's an article i'm gonna be honest with you i have not read that article yet um i and i'm meaning to but i really i need to so i my i have a i have a nineteen year old son who uh who suffered a uh, a really bad uh traumatic brain injury last mm-hmm. year Gosh. and even prior to that in high school his latter years in high school he had um he had started to develop some like uh uh not 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 quite CTE, but uh some some differences in personality due to uh, uh numbers of concussions from sports. Uh he was, you know, he played he wrestled, he played baseball, but also football. And um he really he was a small kid. Yeah. Entire time growing up, but he was a I mean, he hit, he hit people hard, and he was a, just a a bulldog, a real, real tough, tough football player. And he would never come out of a game. He would, uh, he suffered a lot of concussions, and it, it really at latter years of high school, uh, you know, went from a, a honor student to a, 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 just a it really altered his personality. So I, I've been actually meaning to read that. Because but I haven't been able to, for my own personal reasons, been able to really bring myself to that. Because uh, well, luckily my my son is still here. He's never um killed himself. He has, you know, he's he's struggled with uh severe bouts of depression even before his uh his severe, severe brain injury. So, and and uh, you know, uh, his mother and I they really have talked about uh, the fact that we think that a lot of it is uh, football related, to the point where um, we have a seven-year-old son uh, that we we love and we loved watching him play sports, but we we will not sign him up for football because of it. And I don't want to I don't want to say like you said that like football is bad, but that is a uh, um that that had to be a a really difficult uh, story to tell without putting your feelings, it, uh, involved in it. Is that true?
0: Yeah. Do
1: you feel that way? Was that a a tough one?
0: That was the toughest story I've ever written by far. Um, there were just times where I would just, so I like to write in coffee shops and I would just get like very emotional and, you know, I'm in a public place, but I think I just kept telling myself like, If you're going there, that means that you're doing what you need to do. If you're not going there and it's not affecting you, it's not going to affect the reader. And so um, everything you just said basically um, was a big part of the story. I think that, like I said, in features, in storytelling, you want to show the human impact. I'm talking about this kid in Orange Mm -hmm. County, but it has so many universal, um, effects because there are a lot of people who have gone through similar things. And so basically his personality changed from this to that as a, you know, as a result of the concussions. And, um, it just talks about all the myriad of effects that can happen. So it's not just about CTE. Yeah. So that's the story. And so it's not just about CTE. It's about all the things that can happen. It's about, you know, boys that you know there are ones that are still living obviously you know perhaps like your son that are just kind of walking through the world with all these symptoms and they don't quite know where they come from and mm-hmm. then they realize oh maybe it has to do with football and so um that was a really hard story to write but it was really important and i think that i mean i'm obviously grateful to that family for opening up to me but it taught me a lot about reporting when we talk about the value of long form you know that's not a story you can get in a 10 minute soundbite i spent hours and yeah. hours with that family I got to know them. I put myself in their world. Um, I thought about that kid all the time. I still do it like still haunts me. Um, so I think that, you know, when we talk about the value of long form writing, we're really talking about the value of long form reporting because it takes hours, but it's valuable. I got so many emails from parents and people, just so many people that were just like, wow, now I feel like I understand what's happening to my son or wow, that literally happened to us or Wow, that happened to me and I I had just had a concussion from skiing and I had no idea this is why I'm feeling this way, you know? And so if you write a story that can really connect with people, like I feel like that's worth it. I feel like that's important.
1: Yeah, I'm I I'm I'm going to I'm going to uh have to bring myself to read it. I I was actually I was going to I tried to read it. Uh I just I like I said I couldn't bring myself to, but had um so my uh, my my son was uh he was uh, attacked and so had had he not suffered that injury uh it, it we we had a a very very difficult time getting him properly diagnosed and I have I'm at my day job I'm a am in a construction union I have phenomenal insurance and it still was uh but because he had such a severe brain injury then we got to be seen by teams of neurosurgeons and and things like that, where luckily now he's had um, several diagnoses and able to help him, but he went, uh, is it just like you were saying, there was a severe change in him, and that is, uh, I never wanted to 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 bring that correlation that it was football, and I'm not even a huge football fan, but I, I loved watching my son play football. It was a lot of, I loved it he played in high school he uh i got a real sense of pride uh in it but it it's that's that's crazy that is uh man god, god bless you I, I, you i i just coming from uh, a parent who uh i feel like i'm rambling now but coming from a parent who's who's been through it i want to thank you because i'm sure that you have helped uh with that with that piece a lot of people and uh the it, as soon as we're done. I, I, I'm going to bring myself to read it. So.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And, um, that's the thing, like, you know, we all have our things that we're like, Oh, I don't want to read this. This is so personal, but, um, that's actually, I think that's the reason why I love doing this just because it's like, it has the potential to potentially, you know, mean something to someone just as somebody takes the time to read it. I just love that. I mean, that's why we go see movies, right? We want to see ourselves in movies. There's universal themes and, Um, that's honestly what keeps me going. Like, there's just, there are really important stories out there and I'm just really motivated. Honestly, I'm just really motivated. Like there's so many stories I want to tell. Like I just get ideas and I really just, there's so much that I want to do that I haven't done yet. But, um, I think sports is the best avenue for it because people don't understand like athletes are people too, you know, and they have just really important things to say.
1: Now. Uh, one of the things that we, you know, we'll, we were just talking about, but I, I found it pretty uh, impressive, and also um, made me think of somebody where you're talking about not making yourself part of the story. Uh, I, I don't think enough uh, journalists do that uh, in this day and age. There is one journalist I can I can think of that I got the pleasure to talk to a few times uh, who abides by that. And you said, uh, you told me before we really uh, started recording that he is your mentor. That's Jeff Perlman. Yes. So, uh, all right. So so tell us um, really how. I, I know I did listen to the episode that you were on his podcast. Uh, Jeff Perlman, I've made it known. He is my uh, favorite author. He wrote my favorite book because I'm a huge, huge Mets fan. Uh so the the bad guys one is my favorite book. I actually I'm I'm almost finished with the new book. That's
0: which good. Is really to, which is really
1: terrific. Which is really terrific too. It's really uh really funny. But yeah, so so tell us how Jeff became your uh your mentor and because I, I see you know, just the way you're you talking stuff, you you really have um taken a lot of uh or it seems like you've taken a lot of um a lot of his ideals with you as traditional journalists and very, very uh, important ideals that aren't really um, that prevalent in a lot of uh, journalism today.
0: I've learned so much from Jeff. I mean, I can't even tell you every, everything I've learned. I mean, about making the extra call, you know, in my stories, you'll see, I interview like 20 people. That's from Jeff. Jeff taught me that he's like, always make the extra call. I don't care how tired you are always make the extra call. And he taught me to mine for details. Like, don't just say it was a coffee cup, say it was a mocha drizzle with a little bit of caramel on the side and blah, blah, blah. And, um, I met Jeff. So I was, like I said, I was at the Orange County Register. Um, he was my favorite writer, my favorite author still is. And, uh, he, you know, he does his blog. And so he did a blog post moving to Orange County (laughs) and I decided, what the hell, I'm just going to DM him. Um, and I was like, Hey, you know, I just started at the OC Register. I just graduated college. Um, I graduated from Occidental in 2013. And, um, I was like, can we please meet up? I'd love to pick your brain. And he makes fun of me to this day because I took out a notebook because I was sincerely trying to write down what he had to tell me. And he's like, are you serious? And I was like, I am <laughs> dead serious. And uh, he's like, put away the notebook. <laughs> so anyways, Absolutely. yeah, he makes fun of me all the time for that. But oh, I love Jeff so much. I mean, he does not have to do what he does. And he sat with me the whole day. He was on deadline that day for a story. And I was like, are you serious? When I'm on deadline, I can't even function. Um, And he was just talking to me and I was like, this guy's a legend. And um, ever since then, he's just, he's always been there for me. I mean, I've been through so many tough times in this industry and just really needed somebody to set me straight. Or, you know, when I say like, Jeff, how's my lead? He honestly will tell me, Hey, like, this isn't as good or this is really good. And, but nobody cheers me on more. Nobody, um, nobody is more proud of me than Jeff. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, so freaking thankful. And also because like, you want to have people that are doing things that you want to do. Like, I want to be an author, you know, I haven't written my first book yet. I basically have all these, um, you know ideas and sort of like half-baked proposals and I've sent it out and you know just haven't quite gotten that together yet but he's really the model for me for that and I think a lot of older journalists what you'll hear they'll say get out of the industry it's so awful it's the great depression don't go into this jeff was like if you love this and you're willing to work your ass off go for it and I really respect that and so it is weird for me now that young journalists come up to me cuz i'm really young and i'm trying to figure out my life it's i'm 27 but I encourage them because he encouraged me.
1: That's, uh, he's, yeah, he's a, he's a cool dude. When I've, what I've, so, so I, I, I'm 40. I started, uh, a family young, really young and I had to go to work. So I ended up, you know, dropping out of school. I recently, now that my, my I have some grown kids, I, I went back to school and I had re I reached out to him the same, uh, same thing. I'm like, Hey, listen, you know, I'm doing, uh, I am, you know, um, I'm trying to be a journalist myself. And I was, uh, I started this, uh, podcast. I had also started like a blog. I wrote some things, uh, different websites, stuff like that. And, um, and I, I I literally, same thing. I reached out to him on on Twitter and I was like, Hey, can I just, uh, can I talk to you sometime? Maybe come on a podcast. And he responded like right away. Right. I was just expecting him to just like never respond. I'm just like, well, whatever, let's just see. And, uh, yeah, and there's even sometimes like um, when I, the first time I spoke to him, I was actually in a journalism class, and uh, I was telling him about some projects and stuff like that. And he was um, he's just just a, a, a cool, cool, cool guy, and and a, a great writer, a great journalist. And you uh, definitely, uh, I I don't want to speak for him, but I know that you have to be making him proud because. You are, uh, you're, you're terrific too. So
0: thank you. It's funny. Like I've met, I've met some, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I've met some really cool writers in this, in this industry this year. That's the one thing that that really impressed me is like, Mm -hmm. people are really nice. You know, I think this industry, we're all going through it and we're all like, oh my God, what are we doing? What is this industry? But there are some truly nice people out there, like really hardworking journalists. They're really, they really are in this industry. It doesn't get talked about enough because everyone's always like, oh, what's, what bad thing is happening now what layoffs but right. there's a lot of good people in this industry trying to make it
1: now um what uh have you have you thought about venturing uh maybe eventually um even uh, away from sports doing uh, uh you know maybe writing about other interests you have um or anything like that or even just uh still doing sports and maybe i know you mentioned something about possibly writing, writing some books.
0: Yeah. I definitely think eventually I either want to be like a hybrid sports writer that does, um, like the same thing I'm doing now, plus non-sports features. Like I see myself Mm. eventually just being like a features writer because I think at the end of the day, it's so much more about the people than the sports. Like, um, Eli Saslow at the Washington post, that would kind of be like a, a dream thing for me. Eventually he just, right, right. he writes about really interesting, fascinating people and national issues. And I think just the key for me is just staying open. I love sports. And I think what this did for me was heal all my basketball stuff. You know, I wanted that. <laughs> yeah. I wanted, I wanted basketball to be my life for so long. And I worked a decade for that dream. Um, and when it didn't happen, I was so depressed and I was so lost and sports writing really healed me. And it mm-hmm. really serves that, uh, a great purpose in my life, but you never know. I could eventually venture out of it, but I definitely want to be a book writer. Even though the goal is sports nonfiction books, I love fiction, and um, most of what I read is not sports. So you never know. Right.
1: Right. Wow. So that's uh, maybe maybe you'll write a maybe you'll write a fiction book one uh, maybe one day. Maybe.
0: Now, now I'm, now I'm kind of into it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wow. So that's, uh, that's good. So what, what, everything that you've written, uh, what, if you had to pick one, one piece or one assignment that you thought was your most interesting, uh, what would it be?
0: I mean, I know we already talked about it. I'm sorry to go back, but I'll bring new info. Um, It was the Lithuania one because, you know, I I was at a crossroads in my career at that point. I had just left the register. Um, We had layoffs. It was awful. I really questioned myself. I really questioned if I had a future in this industry. I really felt lost. Like I wasn't getting to where I wanted to be. Like I saw all these people that were doing well, and I was like, why am I not as good as these people Or like – why am I not getting the full time job? Like, why isn't this working out for me? And I really had to take a leap of faith. And honestly, thank God for Bleacher Report and the trust that you know Christina and Matt Sullivan and others there had in me to um, give me this assignment and then hire me because um, it just really showed me how much toughness is required to be in this industry and keep going. Um, I was over there by right. myself um, for a really long time, and it was such a, a blessing and a great thing, but it was also really challenging. I mean, on day three, uh, Levar and company were like, we're not going to talk to you and we're not going to talk to any media. So you should go home. So imagine like, (laughs) so imagine you're like, yeah. So imagine you're like sent overseas for the biggest assignment of your life. You're 26 years old at the time. This is your like chance to prove it. You're trying to get hired full time. And then you don't have access to your subjects. You're in a foreign country. Like you're not eating well, you're sick, you're hungry. You feel like crap. And you have to really get it together. Um, and I think that was for me a moment of like toughness, but also just taking a leap of faith and being like, I, I trust myself as a reporter, you know, I'm, I'm learning to trust my voice. And, um, that's why I'm proud of that story to be honest, because it was so hard. It was so hard, (laughs) but it was so worth it. It was so worth it.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, just to, just to throw my two cents in here, I don't think that I could spend three weeks <laughs> with Levar Ball. Like, I, I'm sorry, it like, was it, a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's he's yeah, that's that's a, that's a very very nice uh, nice way to, to put it. I'll, he's a, he seems like a lot.
0: But can I say he something like though? I I need to give proper due to my editor on this, Christina Tapper. I don't know an mm. editor who will call you overseas every single day for three weeks. And she did. There's a lot of editors these days that do not care about you at all. I mean, they really don't. They really do not. This is a tough business. People, you know, have meetings and interviews. She cared about me. She cares about me. And the only reason I got through that is because she would check in with me every day and be like, you got this. What can you draw? What is LeVar doing? What is this? And so her enthusiasm kept Mm -hmm. me going, but um, LeVar is so interesting. I think he's more animated off camera, which is interesting. Um that's
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that you just totally. you just blew my mind right there. Like, no, I'm so
0: serious. Like I would just that's crazy. I would I would just hang out in the lobby because uh like I said I didn't have access. So I had to be very sneaky and it sounds a little creepy right. and it kind of is, but hey, I'm a reporter. <laughs> and um I would just hang out in the lobby and He's just so animated. Like everything is a show with him, whether the camera's on or off. It's just everything is a show. Mm -hmm. And um, I would just wait there and and, like listen to them and what they were talking about. And um, it's weird because the camera on and off was such a theme in the story because – This 16-year-old is under so much scrutiny, and he's a completely different way on camera and off. And I think that the story – I I wanted to just write about him, but I couldn't write about a 16-year-old without writing about his father. And so it ended up – it could have been called like LaMelo and LaVar, honestly, but – that was just a right. um, an interesting thing for me because you see all these things written about this family, right? Like, what hasn't there been written? That was one of the biggest challenges. I was coming up against ball fatigue. Nobody wanted to hear about right, them, right. and so I had to, you know, deliver something new, like show a side that people haven't seen before.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you when they end up uh, portraying you on Saturday Night Live, that's usually the, <laughs> that's usually when people people have had enough.
0: i I remember that i remember that
1: that was pretty good that was (laughs) that
0: was really good and it's funny because um my tv went out right after that and i was like is this a sign now i can't even watch tv okay
1: (laughs) cut your cord yeah
0: like something is going (laughs) something is happening in the universe
1: (laughs) oh man did you buy did you buy a pair of big baller brand shoes
0: no i did not buy a pair (laughs) of triple b's excuse me (laughs) i didn't but i will tell you everyone's like are you gonna write the sequel are you gonna go to ohio or wherever he is and i was like honestly i thought about it but you know I, the triple B, i will they I won't even right. let me get they won't right. even let me get close i'm sure i'm not welcome in lithuania ever again i had a lot of um lithuania trolls on twitter attack me for what i said yeah. about their food and yeah so i don't think i'll ever be able to get close again but uh that's okay i did my job <laughs>
1: that's
0: it <laughs> That's it. Yeah,
1: you got to re- and if the, hey, move listen, on. <laughs> if, the food, if the food's bad, you got a reputation. You got to you got to report it how it is. Like it was bad food. You got yeah, you can't you can't just say it's good food.
0: I'm sorry. You got a I,
1: reputation. I
0: can't say there was cupcakes when there were not cupcakes. That's just not uh, how it works.
1: The, wait, there's no cupcakes in Lithuania?
0: Not where I was. There was
1: um Us. Yeah. Don't let me out.
0: Yeah, it was it was a lot. But uh <laughs> Yeah, I got a lot of hate mail about that. They're like, you know, there's more food than you had access to. And I was like, I wasn't writing a cookbook on Lithuania
1: food. <laughs> I was just
0: saying I was in this situation and this was available and that's it. <laughs>
1: that's it. See that, look, that you just came up with a good book idea. For oh your, my for gosh,
0: <laughs> Lithuania the Lithuania cookbook, cookbook. agents, yeah. if you're listening. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll i let, just let me write the forward
0: okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> just be like i, I don't know it'd be very short but like, i don't know anything about lithuania but I, I heard the food sucks so read this book that'll work <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you know i have a i have a way with words what kind of <laughs> <thing>. uh, <laughs> oh man so what so now what uh what's, what's next, what's next for you? Like, what is, uh, you, do you have any, uh, any interesting assignments coming up that you're able to speak on or, or just anything? Uh, you have any big plans of like what you want to do next?
0: Yeah. I'll speak in more general terms, I guess. Um, just got home from a reporting trip in Connecticut. Um, this is a pretty big story. It's, it's something I, mm. I I'm really passionate about. Um, it's another one of those, like the football thing, kind of a story that has national resonance. Um, it's much more, it's much more than the sport. Um, it actually kind of touches on, um, gender and, and civil rights. And so I'm super, super interested in this story. I've Mm -hmm. done a lot of reporting thus far. Um, I wish I could share more, but I'm definitely excited about it. I, I think people think with long form that, you know, you're writing like, one story a month and you're just chilling by the beach. The truth is it's a grind and I'm working on like five stories at one time. And every time I finish one and I breathe for a half second, Oh, I have five interviews for this cause we're doing this. And the deadline is for that in two days. And so, um, but you have to love that grind and I love that grind. And I know that, um, I'm grateful to be able to have deadlines and this job. So whenever it gets right. to be a lot, I'm like, you know what, this is my dream. I'm so freaking happy. I get to do this and that, that's what keeps me going.
1: All right. And when, when, um, any idea when this, when this might be hitting bleacher report, it's, so people can look out for it.
0: Yeah. It'll be, um, either the first week of, I think it'll be like second week of December, mid December. Yeah.
1: Okay. And where, where can, um, everybody find you? I know, I I mean on Twitter and stuff, but where where we're like, You know, your Twitter website, where can people find you if they want to, if they want to read more or if they want to uh, get in touch, interact with you? Uh, Maybe somebody, uh, you know, book agents are out there. Maybe they want to, you know, write that cookbook, anything
0: agents, please uh, open to a cookbook. Um, (laughs) my Twitter is, (laughs) I'm really into that now. Um, my Twitter is just (laughs) Mirren Fader, M I R I N F A D E R. And I would love it if you could check out my website, which I just redid. Um, it's www.mirrenfader.com. So yes, spend some time with the long form. Thank you.
1: It looks good. at website too. Is it? Did you? Did you do it yourself or did you? Uh, I got. Possibly do?
0: I got the template from uh, an artist, which is awesome. But I basically mm-hmm. structured and organized myself. I'm proud of myself. As you can see, we had some technology awesome. issues here, and so just that's the right. fact that's the right. fact that I was able to pull off that website, I'm proud of that. So yes, please that's, take a look.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Really good work. I, that's because uh, I. I'll. T- I did uh, the one for. For myself, and I a couple years ago, I just started reading up and learning how to work with WordPress. WordPress is amazing. I
0: love WordPress.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And it's, but it looks really good. That's, that's kudos to you. So, thank you. If you want to write a a book about, uh, you know, building a website, maybe it'd be like a cooking (laughs) slash web. Site building, you're trying to get me out of
0: sports writing. Is that what's happening
1: here? No, no, no. I just, I'm you know, just trying to, you
0: know, throw some ideas and see
1: see what sticks. I like it,
0: I I like it. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right, uh, we have been running now for 40 consecutive minutes without a problem.
0: Look at that. Uh, So,
1: I, yeah, that's so. I, uh, I appreciate you, uh, coming on and and. And going through all the technical difficulties uh, with me, and um, everybody check uh, Miran's workout on her website, her beautiful website that she created herself, and um, reach out to her on Twitter if if you got a podcast, maybe you want her to come on, or uh, you know, write a cookbook or something. But, <laughs> thank uh, you so <laughs> much. Thank you, Miran, uh, and keep up the good work. Thank you. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Luca Petta. Thanks again for checking out my show. You can find the show anywhere you find your podcast, including Spotify. And wherever you do listen, please leave a review, leave a rating. All that stuff helps us get noticed on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you really like the show, head over to Twitter or Instagram and follow us at Luca Show. Thanks again for checking us out. Peace.